Blog Talk Radio. sometimes I deal with within our league pays off. And that's what we had happen on Friday night in Champions Indoor Football. And so when we get a good product, when we get something and it is so good, it just makes me feel so much better. And then when I come on this show, I get I get this opportunity to talk about it as I'm waiting for my co-hosts that they don't get into indoor football, but some that do. But just really quick while, you know, we are talking about what happened in Champions Indoor Football and all the good stuff that happens, you know, real heavy stuff going on. You know, Friday night's game as the Bismarck Bucks were on the road and they were taking on the Quad City Steam wheelers. Now, folks that know a little bit about arena team, that was arena football. That was a team back in the old day of two days, and it was brought back there. And that game on Friday night was outstanding. It was very fun, and it was very fun to watch. 
Uh, the Bucks got a big road victory, 44 to 42. Again, folks, Pluto TV, download it, and you can watch Champions Indoor Football for free right there. And you got a good game on Friday. Not only that, the Quad City fans came out in gross. They had close to 6,000 people in this arena for that game, and they got a good one. Quad City's almost pulled it out, however, didn't get the victory. They lost 44-42 to 42, uh, in the game. The Texas Revolution went on the road to take on the Amarillo Venom. Amarillo at home gets the victory, a big-time victory in reality there, 68-34. to 34. Uh, That was a big game. Now, the game that we had a little problem on Pluto TV, we got it up in the second half. The Duke City Gladiators got a uh, victory over the Wichita Force, 60-38. And the Sioux City Bandits get a big-time road victory, 33-30 over the Omaha Beef. Uh, So lots of good stuff there. I'm excited about that Um, because what does it do? It puts it puts everything really kind of cool as far as the standings are concerned. And the standings are big as far as where teams are right now. I mean, it's early in the season, but uh, we get lots of good stuff. We get the Sioux City Bandits, um, as far as where they are, they're 2-0 and out on the season on top in the north. Bismarck right behind them at 2-1 and along with Salina, who had their game postponed until – uh, May 12th, the game that happened in uh, Dallas, they had, uh, uh, they had some problems with their arena, so they couldn't get that game played, so they rescheduled it. Uh, but uh, Salina is 2-1. They were supposed to uh, – Kansas City Phantom, they're 1-1 one one right behind Salina. Omaha Beef 1-2. Quad City's 0-2 on the season. In the south, Amarillo sitting on top of 2-0 and o, along with the Duke City Gladiators at 2-0. and o followed by the Wichita Force at 1-2 and and the Dallas Marshals at 1-2 and and the Revolutions 0-3. So good stuff going on there, folks. If you want to get in, you want to see what's going on, it was an awesome, awesome game, and you get to see some good stuff over there. You can also go to Champions Indoor Football, www.gocif.net, and you can get the whole situation there as far as what's going on. Um, I I had Cuervo on for a second. He probably heard me talking about indoor football, but he bailed. Uh, So we'll get him back here uh, fairly quickly, and we'll jump into what we're talking about here uh, on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Uh, we got lots of NFL to cover. we got lots of uh, Major League Baseball to cover. And, of course, we got a lot of the um, – NFL to talk about as well. And I'm come back Cuervo <laughs> and we'll get him back in here. Boom. Come back Cuervo. So uh that having been said, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about um and uh get to get squared away and I'm gonna to continue to talk about just until we get it um at Cuervo back in here um so we can jump back into the regular one. So Folks that don't get get the opportunity uh, to know where these teams are playing, you might have it in local and you might not even know about it. There's a team in Amarillo, Texas, Dallas, as well as Frisco, Texas, for my locals right here. In case you want to get over to Amarillo, you can catch that out. There's a team in Wichita as well. Duke City is over in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Bismarck, Bismarck, North Dakota, obviously. Quad Cities up there in Moline, Illinois. Kansas City, Omaha. Salina, Kansas, and Sioux City, 
um, there's a team up there. Let's find out. Um, I heard you talking. I have so I'll come back uh, in ten. Yeah, we are ready, and I'm going to bring him back. We are ready. So, boom. Hit him, and we'll get Cuervo in here in just a moment. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. There's been lots of things that have been going on in the NFL, lots of things that are going on. But here's one of the biggest news, and I want to tell you, as far as the situation, hold on. Guess who just happened to make himself present? I mean, so he must have got that high and tight done really, really early. You didn't know. in case you didn't know, it is Cuervo, the fine co-host of this program and the best co-host on Block Talk Radio. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? I'm good, Sonny. I, I made sure to give myself enough time to get the high end type, so that's why yes. I asked for 12 o'clock central, so that way I yes. knew I'd be ready. So, now, Sonny, how you been? Was up? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, obviously, uh, indoor football season is in uh, in swing, so um, I'm definitely you know. I'm, I'm I'm definitely hyped out, but not a lot of people do. I, just with some of the locals, I let them know a little bit about what's going on in the league. And when you pop in and I saw you, I was like, we're ready to rock and roll. Cuervo, there is some big, big news out there, and we have got to get to it because this, to me, is no shocker. Um, and I don't know if it will be anybody else. So that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. Let's hop right into the big news that's right now. Eagles at... The Eagles' new player, Michael Bennett, um, has been arrested, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for injuring a paraplegic woman as she tried to get on the field from last year. So um, this felony charge, this is – I'm, I'm not sure what's going on. This was um, a situation that happened on the field last year in the Super Bowl to celebrate with his brother. So that – that was the situation that this is coming down. Have you heard about this thing and what is going on with it, Cuervo? You know, I have, Sonny. Um, I just know the wave tops, though. I haven't dug much into the situation, but what I do know is that uh, he could be facing 10 years if he's found guilty. So, no, I don't think he was arrested. He was just um, – I think he's just being accused um, of – you know, assault on on the uh, on the woman. So I don't I don't think any arrests were made yet. Uh, I think there's still he has been indicted. I don't know. Yeah, here it yeah. is. He has been indicted on a felony mm-hmm. count to injure the elderly. Which you know I you know I don't know what this is. I I don't know the whole story. I don't know. If, did you get the whole story on this? Because when I just saw it in a flash, and I, my heart went from my chest to my neck because it included the, the elderly. Yeah, same here. It's 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 almost like I don't want to know the details because it would probably just enrage me that much more to know the details of, you know, the situation, whether it was, hey, get out of my way or I don't know, maybe maybe it was an accident. I don't I don't know for sure. But all I know is that he injured a young or a young, a, an older, an elderly lady and. Just the fact that it was a paraplegic, it, it, I had the same reaction you did, Sonny, and it, it just almost turned my stomach. And then I started thinking about the whole 
um, thing that happened in Vegas with him where he claimed that he was uh, being racially profiled or whatever it was. And, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's kinda, it just kind of makes you wonder, like, you know, his character, I mean, his character has always been in question. Um, but I think, I think now you have to start thinking about, like, his morals as a person. You right. know, like, like here, really deep. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Here, go ahead. Well, here, here's what it is. It's prosecutors are alleging that he pushed through his security personnel, including the 66-year-old woman who is in a wheelchair, who is also a stadium employee, um, who had told him to use a different access uh, or interest to access the field. Uh, ben is also accused of pushing two other people, including another woman, and ignoring their request by a police officer to stop as he made his way onto the field. See, this goes back to the entitlement thing, which makes me angry. Um, number one, uh, you know, I kind of know I knew about Michael Bennett. Um, if you remember um, – a couple of years back when we were uh, doing a bunch of interviews um, as we were covering the Heroes Classic, we had um, Martellus Bennett as well as Michael Bennett on our show, did quick interviews with them while they were in a dugout. They were doing a softball, uh, baseball, uh, uh, baseball um, uh, charity event down here in uh, Texas. Um, and, He's a great interview, don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody can put that face on when they have to. But when you see how he interacts with people when there's nobody around or no one's recording, the surprise element of what he's all about, if you've seen this, this wouldn't surprise you because it doesn't surprise me. Um, So this was back when they were in Houston and he was trying to get on the field at NRG Stadium uh, February 2017. So um, that was when the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Um, so and his brother was on the team at the time. So that is where all this is stemming from. And what it is, it goes back to the entitlement. Well, I'll just do whatever I want. I'm I, I'm Michael Bennett, and that's what this case is. That's what this is all about. And I, you know, is this guy going to get 10 years in jail? I don't think so. Um, I think this is going to be a situation where Michael Bennett is going to have to pull out the wallet, take care of a couple of people in, to, in order to avoid jail. Um, now, is this, a, is this a setup for someone to get money out of Michael Bennett? That part I, won't know, I don't know. But pushing over a paraplegic in a wheelchair who's actually stadium personnel telling him that he needs to go somewhere, it just proves that – he didn't recognize her authority, even though she was in a wheelchair and everything else. And that's where all this is coming from. In reality, Cuervo, this is a guy who decides that he'll do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. And you were talking about Vegas. It goes right back to that as well in Vegas. With, yeah. You can't trust yeah. his character. Exactly. And, and and here's my thing. Why, why does it have to be about uh, – you know, knowing who she is. So you mean to tell me if he knew that, that the lady was an employee uh, of at the stadium or, you know, worked for the New England Patriots essentially, that he wouldn't have done it? Do you think his his morals would change in that instant because, oh, that that's a Patriots employee? I'm not going to do what I normally do. I seriously doubt that, Sonny. So 
Oh, here, I, I here think, it is. You want to hear it? Here is the quote. comes from the police officer that he was ignoring and the security officer. He says, uh-huh. you all must know who I am. Oh, God, I hate it when people do that, especially if people are celebrity. Uh, you all must right. know who I am, and I can own this expletive. Um, and then he says, I'm going down the field whether you like it or not. So it, this, 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 goes, this goes to the, the – I hate people like this. I'm sorry I did. Well, um, I hate people like this because they think they're above anybody and everybody, and they can do whatever they want, whatever they, they want. And that's and I yeah. think most people feel this way too. I I don't think I'm out well, on, of course uh, on an island on this. No, no, no. I think I think you're on the same boat as everyone else. But here, you know, I've, I've got I've got a few thoughts on this. You know, first of all, you know the, the quotes you just mentioned. To me, yeah, I mean, the whole entitlement thing and all that. Yeah, I can see why you would say that because him saying you know you must know who I am <laughs> okay that that's, mm-hmm. okay maybe it, well you don't play for the patriots so they don't know who you are they probably don't know who you are so get o- that that you know get over yourself in that matter um mm-hmm. but you know i think and, and this goes for both brothers martellus and michael bennett i i seriously think they've got some anger issues that they need to work out personally because yep. anytime they, you know, somebody criticizes them, first of all, they can't take criticism. They they they, they can't. Yep. Every time yep. they get criticized by somebody, they have to they have to come back and take it way too personal. Instead of mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, thanks for your opinion," and, and just kind of take the high road, they don't do that. All right? No, they're no. going to come at you, and they're going to come at you personally. That to me says you have. Not only you can't take constructive criticism, but you have a legit anger problem. And those type of guys should not be in the league. Dominican Sue is another example. He's got an he anger problem. Big time. Yes. He he should not be playing. I'm a te- that might be why he hasn't gotten signed yet. You know, I mean, he's he's going around talking to teams and whatnot. And Dominican Sue, I'm talking about. Yeah. And everybody's just you know, hey, thanks for the workout, thanks for the interview. Hey, we'll let you know. Well, chances are there's there's teams out there that don't want to deal with the baggage that comes with an Indominus Sioux. Yep. Now I have a couple of questions. I'm kind of curious to this whole situation with Michael Bennett. Sure. First of all, mm-hmm. did the Seattle Seahawks know about this incident before they traded into Philadelphia? And they just didn't want to deal with it when the news came out. Okay, that's my that's my number one question. Okay, and it wouldn't surprise me with 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 Pete Carroll running the show, Sonny. Would not surprise Mm -hmm. me if they knew about it because Pete Carroll is a snake in the grass, and we all know this. Okay, now my second question, and and this may be irrelevant, and you may not like this question, Sonny, but I have to think about and, and ask and throw the question out there, and this is kind of playing the devil's advocate a little bit. You said this happened in February of 2017. Mm-hmm. Why are we hearing about this 14 months later? Oh, how come this oh. is just now coming out? Oh, oh, why is it just coming out? I think I know why. I, and, and Please this enlighten might be, us. Uh, well, this, this is just me, and maybe and I could. It's be a money grab. You deal. said it. It's a money grab. I, it is 100 percent money grab. That, see, it, it, it's a money grab, but let me ask you this. 
And maybe, and maybe these people are right, maybe they're wrong. You know, this is what I think happened. And, and you, can acu- you can accuse me of being naive, too. You know, I don't think paraplegics are looking to get into the limelight, Cuervo. I think what the paraplegic, uh, the one in the wheelchair and the other two women were trying to do is trying to get this thing squared away without having to bring it to the attention. We're talking about, like you said, this is over a year ago, okay? And maybe, and I, I, I'll go to the naive part, maybe they were trying to get this thing settled at where it did not become a big issue, did not get, get out in the limelight, okay. did not. So, and, and I want to go that way because maybe it's me on my, but at the same time, the, the pessimist in me, because I got both sides, usually I'm on the pessimist side, usually. Um, but mm-hmm. in this case, since it's been a year and, you know, maybe they tried to get it. And some of the words that the, uh, the officers are saying, this happened, they have that report. It's not like this report was put to the side and they decided to bring it out later on. I think this is a report that has been finally, had been uh, actually looked at. And this can go back to your theory about the whole situation with Pete Carroll pushing the thing to the side and everything else. Um, and the organization as well. So since it did not get maybe um, the highlight that it needed to be gotten behind the scenes, the only way that they could either A, get what is, let's be honest, these people got something coming to them because of his stupidity. Now, where they are as far as now compared to, well, since this guy isn't doing what he's supposed to, forget the money factor. Now I want to pursue him legally and get the guy thrown in jail. I think that could be a, in play as well, okay. too, because people get sick of guys like a Bennett, uh, Michael Bennett uh, just being able to get away with whatever they want. When this was a situation, yeah. maybe Cuervo, that should have been taken care of in – March of last year, and here we are in March. So we're talking about a year later yeah. that it should have been taken care of, and it hasn't been. You know what, Sonny, you're right. Uh, I mean, that that's a very good point, and I'll buy that for a dollar. You know, I mean, that that could yeah. very well be with the yeah. situation. I, I, a couple of pennies, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you a nickel like Charlie Brown. Um, All right. But, you know, um, okay, now, here's and, – and this is cons- Conspiracy Cuervo coming, so – sure. Here we go. Uh, and maybe Conspiracy Couch already thought about this because I know Conspiracy Couch, and this is probably a thought that's already crossed your mind. And, and folks, when, when Sonny reacts, I'm telling you, we do not, we do not pre-plan our shows. We don't know nope. what the other is going to say. So nope. what I'm about to say might surprise Sonny, or he might say, you know what? I, I was thinking the same thing. Isn't it funny that a day or two after this story comes out, his brother Martellus retires. He he was what? He retired. Martellus Bennett oh, yeah. has announced Absolutely. his retirement. Yes. So I, yes. my thought mm-hmm. is he wants nothing to do with this story. He doesn't want to be questioned. He wants to wash his hands clean of this whole thing. So he decided, well, what better way than to uh, you know just retire from the league? And I can just be you know right off into the sunset and I, I i because he probably wants nothing to do with it now i don't why he why he wouldn't want to defend his brother i don't know but there might be something that he knows that nobody else does 
there might be mm-hmm. something that maybe he's involved in the situation and doesn't <laughs> and doesn't want to get questioned about it by. You know, but I mean, there's there's so many things that I thought about when I first heard this, and then and then he retires, Martellus retires a day or two after, and I'm like, huh, that's funny. Yep, that's weird. That's, one that's point, some weird timing. One point six five million dollars he's given up by not playing this year. Uh, the number jumps to six million in 2019, 7.5 million in 2020. But Cuervo, of course, no one expected Martellus Bennett to get six million in 2019 or 7.5 in 2020. Uh, that yeah, contract was he was going to play this year, and then they were going to cut him. All right, so that's what that's what it boils down. Because if you can get a Martellus Bennett for 1.6 million, you've done something on your salary. You you, you got to give the the Patriots, you know, a lot of credit as well uh, as far as that is concerned. So. Um, Right. That is well. Hold on a second, and I apologize. See, I thought that was I thought that was Martellus Bennett's salary. That's Michael Bennett's salary, one point six five million this year, and then those numbers jump up. So that was for Michael Bennett. Um, yeah. But the fact that I wonder what the contract situation is, and that's what I'm going to look at as you, when you'll jump in. But well, I wonder what his contract is reading, how much he would be making. But here's one thing I know about Marcellus Bennett. Good, bad, or indifferent. This guy, you know, I'm not a fan of him personally. But he, his brother, Marcellus Bennett, does a lot as far as charity is concerned. So I want that out and about. I don't necessarily know about Michael Bennett and his charity and everything else or what he does. So I will put that part and let that out there. I know a lot about Martellus. This guy does a lot as far as his time, as donations and things of that sort. So I'm kind of wondering the same thing that you're wondering about what, you know, maybe he wants to wash his hands of this. Maybe, I mean, you know, it's not like family members haven't washed their hands of family members that do, do no good. This could be exactly the same thing what you're talking about there, Cuervo. I mean, that that's, Trust me, I'm not. I'm not saying that's exactly the reason why he retired. It's just. It's just a thought. It's just something that came to my head. It's. It's a conspiracy theory, I guess. If you, you know, if you mm-hmm. want to call it that, but it's just. It kind of. It, it's just the timing of it, Sonny. It was really. It's coincidence that as soon as this story came out about his brother, he was like, "Yep, I'm retiring from the league," and it just kind of. You know, nobody's nobody's really even talking about him retiring. I mean, not that you know, not that he's considered the greatest tight end of all time, but sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's you know, he's a guy that has uh, you know won a Super Bowl, and you know, he's he's a guy that everybody knows for partially the wrong reasons, but um, you know, he's he's one of the more popular players in the NFL because of yep. You know, because the the attitudes that they're that they bring, so I, I don't know. It just it's just kind of something I was thinking about. I don't know if that was you well, had the same thoughts, but it was I, something I did. I I did. And here's the, here's the number on Martellus Bennett. Okay, he signed a three year, twenty one million dollar deal um, uh, with the Green Bay Packers, including a six point three million dollar signing bonus. So that that is huge. 
uh, $6.3 million in guarantee. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's $12 million on the plate here, Cuervo. $12 million on the plate. And then, and then an average salary of $7 million. 2018 Bennett um, uh, is supposed to earn 3.6 and a roster bonus at 2.3. Look at the money that Martellus Bennett is giving up by retiring. You know, yeah, what you're talking about as far as conspiracy couches concerned, oh, yeah, Cuervo, big time. Because this whole situation um, is huge in reality, huge. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I I think there ha- that probably has some story, you know, some relevance to it as far as what his brother is doing because um, that whole deal. March twenty third, he he retires. Uh, March seventeenth, the New England Patriots declined the six point two five million for two thousand and eighteen. Um, so he was claimed off of, when he was claimed off of waivers. Um, from uh, the Green Bay Packers. Now, also remember, this goes back to an injury, a shoulder injury that Martellus Bennett had as well, and they were questioning mm-hmm. that situation as well, too. So there's a lot going around those two players uh, within the NFL. Um, you know, you know, we can talk about conspiracies, and we can talk about whether you – know, there's no proof, okay? There's no, you know, writing on the wall. That's not what this show has ever been about. You know, that's where we give our opinions on things that are not written on the wall. Um, and sometimes, you know, in this case, knowing the Bennett's the way I do, okay? And like I said, up close and personal with, with Martellus Bennett and Michael Bennett, I, more than once, more than twice, more than three or four times, I've been around these guys. And I, I know what kind of people they are. There are people that I probably wouldn't hang out with on a regular basis. So, um, right. That having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. What do you What do you think the fight? I mean, do, do you think Do you think they are actually going to pursue Michael Bennett? I mean, the cops. I think they are. I think they're going to. I think you know he's been indicted. So the question is, right. is how the legal process and uh, legal precedent moves forward from this point on. What that's all about and how it's going to work. What do you think is going to end up happening here as it, it wraps itself up? I think because, you know, he's such a high-profile celebrity, uh, you know, uh, in in the NFL, um, I think some sort of settlement will probably get reached. Um, you know, because now that you mentioned the whole maybe they tried it before, I, I, I buy that. I mean, I think maybe that's something that happened. And they said, look, if you don't want to settle, then we'll take it public. Maybe Michael Bennett yes. called their bluff. And they went public with it, and he's like, "Holy crap, you actually did it!" So, yes. you know, my thing is, my thing is now, Michael Bennett probably has no choice but to settle. Um, yes, and I think that's, I, I, I believe that that's what's going to happen. He's, they're probably going to receive And that would be the smart and, thing. <clears throat> yeah, but and again, if, we're talking about Michael Bennett, thing. so who knows what's going to happen? And here's the thing. And this goes back to the people that are involved with it, the three women, not just the, the wheelchair, but he also pushed over two other women while he was saying, you know who I am. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, take away from that. All right. If mm-hmm. he takes care of this, maybe this goes away. Because if you don't have a complaint or a complaining witness, 
this does go away. That's how this whole thing works. That's the justice system. So it might end up going that way if he does right by these people. I don't mean, and I'll go back to my naive part of it, and I'm hoping I'm right, and maybe this will break out later on. Maybe we'll find out more about this. But my hope is is that they've been trying to deal with this situation for over a year, and they finally said, screw this. I mean, we're not getting what we deserve. And these people do deserve money. They do deserve restitution for his actions. Now, I don't know what they're asking. We'll get to that part probably sooner or later as well. I don't know what they're asking, um, but medical things being covered and things of that sort, I think they definitely have a right to that. And then, of course, obviously what an NFL player has to do when he does something stupid, put some extra money in their pocket is shut up money, um, and, which they mm-hmm. didn't obviously do, and now here we are. So all this still has to go on, and, and, I, and I'm, I don't want – I'm not going to bash the, the ladies that were involved with this, but it is very – it's a very cut-and-dry thing. This is a guy who thought he could do whatever he wants – and he did whatever he wanted, and now the consequences have to fall back on uh, Michael Bennett. Right, and yeah, you know, I mean that's, you know, like I said, Sonny. I mean, yeah, the I think the entitlement part, you, you're, there probably is something to it, but I just think more overall, it's just attitude problem, anger problem, and I agree. These these dudes have way too much anger and and and, and other things, and. That's why they, you know, they do violent things. Like, I don't know if you ever seen the video, but when Martellus was in, was with the Bears, still, um, there was a practice going on, and I want to say it was Kyle Fuller when he was a rookie uh, went to go tackle Martellus Bennett, yes. and it was kind of a, a pretty a aggressive low. tackle. He kind of grabbed him by the collar a little bit. This dude turns around, he grabs Fuller by the neck and slams him, and he kind of like – it was like a wrestling move or something, and <laughs> it just kind of turned into a brawl, and, and um, they had to, they had to you know, stop the practice because it was such yep. a, a big you – know, uh, uh, I guess it was, it was you know, created a scene, obviously. But, yeah. that, you know, little things like that, it's just kind of like it makes me think about – the, the anger issues that these guys probably have and that they, and, and I you mean, they need some what, professional Cuervo? help. Cuervo, you want to know what, and, and this is just a fact, and this comes from all the news. This comes from all of the, uh, you know, girlfriend beatings, wife beatings over there. Most players probably have that in them, the <clears throat> bustable, uh, and, and you have to have, I think, in defense of players, you have to have that thing to play this game at such a high level. I think they got to be this way in order to be successful. Now, unfortunately, to be this way, that doesn't work very well in the real world where other people um, shouldn't have to be uh, subject to that kind of behavior from a person. But to play football and to play the game the way that it's always been, I mean, all you got to do, go back and look at Dick Buckus. Go back and look at Larry Zonka. Go back and look at these guys that were known to be, you know, for lack of better words, meanies. I mean, these guys were, these guys would break your neck. And, and, and that is what, see, and this is the part of the game that everybody says, well, you know, football teaches you a lot of things, but 
one of the things it does teach, it teaches this kind of behavior in reality, Cuervo. It really does. And it's not to put down football in general, but that's the nature of this sport itself. And it's not just prone to football. It's in hockey. I mean, you see hockey. I mean, the retaliation in hockey is just crazy. Um, So it's not just football. They have that in football and hockey the most violent sports that are out there. Yeah, I mean, not it's not very – I mean, baseball players getting in a fight is actually – they should put that behind the reel of laughter because, I mean, they don't even mm-hmm. know how to fight. Okay, uh, so um, football – you know, so baseball, football, basketball, and basketball, it's even worse. It's more comical there. But as far as physically getting into it, NFL players and NHL players, they get into it and they get into it big time. And I think that's part of I think that's part of their personality that helps them play the game better, but it doesn't help them be a great human being. Well, <clears throat> I, I, I'm I understand what you're you're coming from, Sonny. I mean, yes, you know, to play the game you have to have the aggression there. It has to be there, you know, to yes. be able to do your job. And maybe it's easy for me to say because I'm not an NFL player. I think yes. you have to know how to turn it on when it's time and how to, you know, not turn it on when you're not playing. Yes. It's, 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 again, it's easy for me to say because I'm a guy that sits on the couch and watches NFL Red Zone every Sunday during the season. Yes. But, but you know, I, I think at the same time, I can confidently say that you know what? Sometimes my job requires to me me to have a little aggression, especially yes, in certain times. Um, but I'm not I'm always play. that way. I'm not always yes. that way. I'm only that way when I have to be. So it, it's I don't know. I mean, that's why that's why I say like maybe if they can learn how to control it. Uh, I'm not saying they shouldn't have aggression and anger, just not when you're not in uniform. Yes. When and, uniform and, is off, and, you, know, you know, like you should be a calm person. Ex- exactly. And here's one other thing, just to let everybody know, okay, that, that don't know about Cuervo. Cuervo is a fine member of our military, of our country, via the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Marines, correct? That is correct. All right. So all you got to do, folks, is watch the first, what, 11 minutes of, um, of Full Metal Jacket, and you'll, you'll understand what Cuervo is talking about, that kind of thing. And, and I, to be honest, Cuervo, from everything I've heard, and I, I've talked to a lot of football players, they, they, they compare – the first 11 minutes of Full Metal Jacket to walking into a NFL camp as a rookie. It, it, it's the same thing, except instead of just one drill sergeant, it's all the veterans. So it's kind of it, – it, so you see – you kind of get the idea of where these guys are coming from and what they deal with. And that's, that's the – I mean, I guess you could say that's the bad portion of football. That's the bad thing that gets out – but the good thing is obviously the entertainment that and the entertainment value that they bring to the country and people who love this game. Now, I'm not saying football is horrible, I, and I don't want to. Obviously, I mean I, I sit and watch football 
almost you know forget the forget the weeks during the NFL season. I'm still watching football for folks that don't know there is indoor football going on. So, but at the same time, there's an entertainment value that's there by Cuervo. I think you're absolutely right. You got to know when to turn it on and keep it on. You need to know when to turn it off. Most importantly, and that's usually when right. you take off the jersey. And sometimes these players they don't have that, or they get to that celebrity to where they think they can get away with everything, and that's where people start resenting football players. There's no question about that. I think that's pretty self-explanatory out there. So it, it is what it is, and this this story is going to continue. We're going to hear more about it. And like I said, I want to I, I can't. I want to hear more about the reasoning why it's coming out now, obviously with them moving to a different team and things of that sort, that the timing of this is suspect as well. So I'll leave the door open for my naiveness to probably be wrong and realizing there is a timetable going on here that this becomes an issue. Now, my question is, is, you know, with that, everything going on, can the Eagles get out of this new contract, this this whole thing? I don't know. Do you know anything about that? Have they talked about that, Cuervo? Because that's the part I don't know. If the Eagles say, listen, we don't need this headache, is there a way we can get out of it? I wonder. Do you know? Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard anything about the Eagles wanting to find ways to kind of opt out of the contract or kind of void it. Um. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they've mentioned all that. So, right, and I don't yeah, even so think the Eagles. I, I don't even think, as an organization, they've made a, a statement yet about it. Um, they're probably going to give you the for now the generic statement of, "Oh, we're aware of the situation and we're looking into it." Like that's yeah. probably what you're going to get for now. And that might be um, the last we hear of it, Cuervo, too. At the same time, it's just it. And then if that's the case, I mean. I don't know if that's a very good look for the defending champions of the league uh, because they are the gold standard now, now that they're the champs. Um, yes. You know, the fact that they just traded for this guy and kind of makes you wonder, not only did Seattle know, what about did the Eagles know about this and they still were willing to trade for him? Yeah. So it, it just, it just kind of makes you wonder. How much they really know? Yeah, it, it is. How yeah. much did they really know? You know, if anything, and if they didn't, I, I would, I would think maybe this is me, but I don't know the legalities of contracts in the NFL. I would think this would be a thing where they could file a grievance if they want out of it, and I think they might be able to win because, and the reason why I say that, you know, is is because. Because of disclosure and things of that sort, things that they they have a right to know about, mm-hmm. and I would think mm-hmm. that they would have a right to know about that, especially if the um, Seahawks knew about the situation. And I I have a feeling they knew about it big time. Uh, you know, for for their sake, Sonny, I I hope I hope they did not. But are are we shocked if they did? I mean, can we say like, exactly. "Holy cow! I can't believe they that they didn't know no. about it," or, no, or that they did Pete know Carroll. about it? It's Pete Carroll, the guy that's known as a, and I'll just say it: this guy's known as a weasel in the NFL. Okay, and the reason why he is is because he was a weasel on the college level. And guess what? Is the ugly weasel shows its in resting his weary head out there 
you know, now. And just like just like at UFC, and, and, and instead of him running away from the problem mm-hmm. that he has, he trades away the problems or lets them go, the problems that he has, and he's still the coach over there. The question is, how long does he stay? I've talked about this for two years, Cuervo. This was a football team that was – they were headed in this direction for the last two years. I called this thing two years ago that this thing was going to come crumbling apart. And as usual, Sonny was right um, as far as the status of this football team, not necessarily out on the football field, but what is happening in the locker room and away from the field. And it, it, And to me, I think it was obvious. Yeah, I mean uh, that's that's another good point, Sonny. I mean, there's there's so many ways that we can dissect this situation and 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 really try to break down, you know, who know who knew what and and who's doing what about it. And it just, yeah, it, it's it's just it's sad that this first of all that this even happened. Number two, that um, you know. It, it doesn't surprise us who it who it is, and the fact that it doesn't surprise us is, is bad as well because that that tells you right there that he has already created that reputation, a negative reputation. Yes, being a guy with a bad attitude and and you know like you said you know the entitlement I don't care type attitude and and you know who I am or or. It just, yep. I don't know. It's it's. I can. It, I mean, yeah, maybe maybe they they should have known. Like, okay, this is a you know the brother of a player, which I don't see how they didn't know that. That doesn't mean anything though. It, it, yes, it doesn't, that's doesn't true. Take away the. It doesn't mean jack squat. I don't care whose brother you are. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Why does it matter? I mean. Yeah. You think you think yeah. you think. Uh, you think uh, you know the Manning brothers would have done something like that? Do you think uh, the? I mean, there's 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 so many other guys that you can mention. You know, it's like. And, and I'm not an Eli Manning fan, but I can't see Eli Manning doing this either. So, or you know, of course you know, not. It, it, it just, I, you know, I I don't I don't know. It's just it's just I can't see it now. I, and this also goes back to I don't know how many brothers are playing in the NFL. So that that could be just more in the fact that I, I just don't know anybody. Um, as far as I only know of the Bennett's, I only know of the Manning. So I, if there are others that are in the NFL, I just don't know about it. At least off the top of my head. Someone might be able to refresh my memory or anything. But but it's going to be a big story. This is going to be – and it's going to come out a little bit more – as the time goes by, and of course we'll cover it here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, what we're going to do now, we're going to get into our first break, and when we come back, there's more stuff going on. So let's tease it. You want to tease it? Let's talk a little bit about what's happening. There is a running back that is still without contract, and it shouldn't shock anybody. I have a theory. Sonny has a theory. Why not? Sonny's right there. A running back that is still not signed yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> also, let's tease it on the other side. Uh, wide receiver gets a two-year deal with America's team. We'll talk about that here on the Couch Potato Sports Show when we come back. It's that being said, here on Sunday mornings, it's our Sunday morning tradition. We'll be right back. 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting, located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 consultation includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. 
At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure that any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. All right, everybody. Welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, coming to you live on a Sunday morning. Our Sunday morning tradition continues. As that being said, you can hear us on altered hours in the off-season of the NFL. Uh, the reason being is we're on at 9 o'clock starting week number one of the NFL season, and then we flex in the off-season for, uh, for schedules. For Cuervo, sometimes he gets a high and tight, you know, getting his weekly haircut and things of that sort. Um, you know, family times and things of that sort. Sometimes it'll flex. So, but usually our sh- our, our show time is going to be right around noon every Sunday. So, unless there is a schedule change, we'll keep everybody apprised of what's going on as far as the Couch Potato Sports Show is concerned. We are moving into our second hour here of the Couch Potato Sports Show. A lot of other news that has been going on as far as what's happening in the NFL. And, you know, and I don't know. It's me. And I know it's me. So I, I can give everybody a complete warning that I know it's me. But I find it very interesting about players. And, and I'll put it this way. You know, players, you know, oh, they should honor contracts and things of that sort. And and I'm actually on the player side to a certain extent on this. But football football players, I think they should hammer out real contracts. And what I mean by this is really simple. Okay, you you can have a contract that amounts to you know 100 million bucks. It's, of course, you're not Aaron Rodgers and you'll get every penny of it. But I mean, if you're this guy, a real good player, and you get 100 million bucks. It's really your contract is the guaranteed money, okay? So when you look at the guaranteed money, you look at the player, you can average out what and how long a player may or may not stay on that team, and the final number of the contract is really irrelevant in the NFL. The only numbers that matter are signing bonus, the first time you take a step out on the football field, as well as guaranteed money. That is what a team really signs you for. Because even if you maybe live up to a contract that you get as far as guaranteed money is concerned, 
you know, when you move into those big ended contracts where they're heavy loaded on the end, you're not going to get that money. You're going to go into a fact where you're going to renegotiate before you get into it. Because let's be honest, Martellus Bennett's worth is not six million bucks in reality. I mean, that's what it, but that's where he is. Now, I want to know where that guaranteed money, all that some of that guaranteed money that he did sign for. Now with him retiring, I wonder how much is coming back. And that's the legal portion of it that we don't know unless he gets out in a report. So, uh, but with contracts the way they are, okay, you know, I'm I'm all for, you know, players saying, yeah, you know, you, you should get what you signed for. I mean, football or uh, baseball does it, basketball does it, you know, NHL does it. You sign that contract, that's the money you're going to end up with. I mean, just ask the Angels how they wish they could change that uh, pool holes uh, contract. And you'll know what I'm talking about. And that's what the NFL tries to avoid is is that big number contract. But, you know, it, it comes to where a player is playing now and their contract. And right now the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they are taking some major criticism. But at the same time, and, and I don't want to be a – I don't want people to think I'm a non-player guy. But I, I'm just – you know what I think I'm tired of? I think – and this might be my age. <laughs> this might be my age showing big time. But I'm tired of listening to all this crap. I am literally tired of it. Because the simple fact of the matter is is, is that when when you are a football player, you are signing the contract to play. And then it, within the NFL, there are certain rules that a team can use – Uh, to keep a guy, whether that be the franchise tag, whether that be some other rules and regulations that can help them keep them. But you know what? Can we talk? I'm going to talk. I'm tired of hearing about the Steelers thing and this Bell thing. I'm going to tell you the reason why. I'll go back to Dallas and I'll talk about Des Bryant because it pains me to be correct yet again. I mean, I'm in the habit, really, in reality – of being correct when it comes to analysis of what's going on on a football field and players' contracts, and Des Bryant's one. The Dallas Cowboys should have kept that guy on another franchise tag because guess what? He signs the big deal. Guess what? He goes to sleep. And this is something that players, and especially here in Dallas, for all my locals, all you got to do is look at that wide receiver position a couple of years back where guys are signing for big numbers and no-showing. Uh, or running back, signing for big numbers and no showing. This franchise tag that football teams have and can utilize, why not? I mean, why, why should the Steelers go ahead and sell the farm on a guy? First of all, regardless whatever you think about this guy or how quick you should quote-unquote forgive someone for stupid acts, Mr. Bell is not one that is known for being a great guy, okay? It's not like this guy is a stand-up guy, a pillar to the community. You know, you know, some people would describe him as a punk. Some people would describe him as a menace. You know, and why, and why should the Pittsburgh Steelers sell the farm 
to keep this guy. And, and all I'm hearing, whether it's from from uh, Stephen A. Smith or all the experts, you know, Colin, Colin you know, oh, this guy deserves his money. He doesn't deserve anything but what he signs for. Guess what? He's not signed for anything. So what he deserves is what the Pittsburgh Steelers want to give him. And that could be the franchise tag. And what he deserves is to be uh, one of the top five highest played, paid player at his position. That's what he deserves as a franchise tag if the Steelers should. Why does he deserve more than that? The Steelers don't trust him. And that is simple. And regardless of what this guy does out on the football field, this is a really simple thing. And hey, frankly, hey, we, talk. We, we talk about this all the time, about guys not living up to it. And I'm going to tell you, and I'll put it out there, and this is my opinion, and you know how opinions are. Opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one. And, and you know, so you know, mine may stink here, but I'm going to tell you right now, if I was the Pittsburgh Steelers, you couldn't get me to sign a long deal, uh, long contract with this guy. Because, yeah, when you do something stupid, you shouldn't be rewarded for it. No, it's so silly. This happened last year or the year before. You know what? You know, Des Bryant slapped his mother four years ago. Guess what? I still haven't forgiven him for it because that guy is a that guy is a hunk of junk. That guy is a piece of garbage. If you slap your mother around, you got enough balls to do it. You you're not a very good person. Dealers are looking at their you know, superstar wide, you know, running back, going, you know, just scratching their head, going, man, do we really want to put some guaranteed money on this guy? Forget it. We'll franchise tag him, and if he wants to retire, go ahead. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in control here. They have a right to be in control. This is the rules that are set up by the NFL, and until it changes – the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm going to tell you right now, and I'll, I'll tell the Pittsburgh Steelers what I told them about Des Bryant, that you should have kept him on the franchise tag for yet another year. And that's what the Dallas Cowboys should have done because now what are they getting? They're getting garbage stats from a garbage player who in reality doesn't have it anymore or he's got enough money to where he doesn't care if he has it anymore. And that's what you get here if you're Pittsburgh. And you have Le'Veon Bell on the hook. Here's your franchise tag. You either sign it or retire. Do one or the other. And that's exactly what – and I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think this guy deserves anything more than that. Running backs are – yes, running backs are replaceable, Tim. You're, Todd, you're absolutely right, and that is also my point. And you're going to sink your ship if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers into a questionable guy off the field? Not, not just no. Oh, hell no. You don't do that. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are not the smartest or, or they're, they're known to be the smartest organization in the NFL for a reason. This would be one of them. You don't sink money into a player that has issues. 
And yeah, oh, yeah, I'm tired of hearing about, oh, you know, that was a year ago. So what? It was a year ago. This guy's a punk. And the, and the Steelers don't want to take the risk on this guy. Now, that is their prerogative. That is their prerogative. And if Bell doesn't like it, he can retire. And for everybody that thinks this guy should get his money, hey, listen, listen, you don't own a team. I don't own a team, but I get the team side of this. This is within the rules, and if you don't like it, tough. Now, I'm not saying the guy's not a monster out on the football field. Folks, this guy is a monster out on the football field. I don't want to show my ignorance. I mean, I show it every week on this show, but I don't want to get it so far to where, you know, yeah, I, I do realize this guy's value. I do realize how good he is. I don't want people to think that I don't. But why should the Pittsburgh Steelers have to put themselves in a position because some people think he's worth this amount. Some people think he's worth that amount. Some people say he, quote, unquote, deserves this big contract. He made his money for what he performed on. And Guess what? The Steelers are doing so right right here. They're doing everything right here. And if they if they go ahead and bow down to Le'Veon Bell, I'd say, well, I guess Le'Veon, you know, here's your here's your franchise tag. You sign or retire. If you retire, good luck to you. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. A team has a right to decide what the value of a player is, regardless what Colin Cowherd, you know, anybody else, this is their business. And they're the best at it. Not trying to sink a lot of money in a questionable guy. And they have a right to feel that way. Now, granted, you as a fan or whatever, a fan of that team, you have a right to feel the way that you feel about Le'Veon Bell. But you're not the one cutting the check, Jack. I'm going to tell you right now, Le'Veon Bell wouldn't be getting anything more than the franchise tag, and that is fair. It's the top five. He's getting paid top five, and if that's not good enough, you know where the door is. Don't let the doorknob hit you on the ass on the way out. And that is what they ought to do. The Cowboys should have done it with Des Bryant. They didn't. There are, I mean, I can go through a list of players where they should have done it. And we could go back to Kirk Cousins. We could go back to the, the, the Redskins did it. They got what they got out of them, which was, huh, no playoff spot. Uh, I'm going to pay the guy $40 million to play for us next year? No, okay, now you can go. That, that's just the way it works. And he signs the franchise tag and does it next year. He'll make a boatload of money if the Steelers want to keep him. But that's the thing. His value at his position is just like Todd, who listens to this show, said. His value is a dime a dozen because he's a running back. And a team that doesn't necessarily have to have the running back to get the job done. And the reason why that is, 
is I haven't seen too many Super Bowl rings on the Pittsburgh Steelers' hands with Le'Veon Bell in the backfield. Now, I'm not saying that he can't bring him one. I'm just saying he hasn't. But what has he done? He has been a thorn in the side of the Pittsburgh Steelers because they got an answer to his nonsense. So, uh, diva stuff. Good point. Diva stuff. This is things that happen. You know. You know. Diva players. You only hear that from these kind of players. Good point again, Todd. You know, diva players. These guys that you know think that they, they think that they're God's gift to the NFL. Now, I want to go back and say I realize the value of Le'Veon Bell. I completely get it. But I don't think he deserves anything from what the Steelers want to give him. And that is his contract that he has a right. He is a restricted free agent, and they have a right to that. And for them to exercise that right and they're being ostracized for doing it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And if Le'Veon Bell wants to take his ball and go home, there's the door. We might give you a pass to come and catch the game. But thank you for your services. You've been paid. So, you know, I, 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 that, that, oh, we should, this guy should get this player because that's what the quote-unquote his value is. Just because a team doesn't want to pay whatever the quote-unquote value of the guy, according to the media or anybody else, this is his value to this football team. And if you don't like it, tough. And Le'Veon, if you want to retire, retire. If the top five wide running backs money is not good enough for you, then we'll find someone who will probably take less. Will we get Le'Veon Bell? No, but we're willing to, we're willing to adjust our offense to make sure that we have a running back. Again, I get the guy's value, but the fact that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been taking it across the face regarding their opinion about their own player, can we talk? That is ridiculous. I mean, can, can we talk? It, it, it's, it's just nonsense. And this goes back to the diva attitude. Like Todd said, hey, I'm a diva. I'm, a, I'm the best wide receiver. I deserve this amount of money. Go ahead and try to sell it. See if someone writes the check. And when that happens, that's what you're worth. Until then, the apparent value of your services may all be in your head until someone can write the check. And when someone writes the check, that tells you what your value is, period. Oh, but it's Le'Veon Bell and all these you know, big-time names. That's the way it is. Aaron Rodgers is going to get $100 million because guess what? He's worth $100 million bucks, And the Pittsburgh Steelers are saying, um, we, la- we love you, Le'Veon, but we're not busted. We're not breaking the bank on you because you haven't been the type of citizen that we would prefer you to be. You can still play on this team, but no, this is what we think you are worth. I like it. And I think if more teams did it, we would get away from the diva attitude. 
I get it. 321 rushes, 1,291 yards, nine touchdowns, another 655, two touchdowns in receiving. I get it. What I don't get is why everybody decides to think that this guy is worth more than what the Steelers are. And if he is, so be it. But he's a Steeler. Yes. And that's what contracts are. As much as players don't like to hear it, they're property of a team because they have a contract. This is what you get paid. In fact, this is what you agreed to. But here's the thing. Le'Veon Bell has until July 16th to agree to a long-term deal or the team who has placed the franchise tag on him comes to play. And if he wants to retire, good riddance. I mean, (laughs) I don't think the Steelers are going to lose any sleep over losing Le'Veon Bell. Now, will they feel the fact that they don't have the talent? Yes, but is it worth the money? No, it's obviously not because guess what? They are not giving this guy a long-term deal of what he wants. And and I will tell you, if you're a Pit, if you're a player on the Pittsburgh Steelers, okay, you better be worth your weight in gold before you're as, as you know, asking for that. There's a wide receiver on this team that got the money he wanted. Why? You know, because he could get what he wanted. And he's proved it out on the football field. And I'm not saying that Le'Veon Bell hasn't proved his worth, but I'm telling you he's only worth as much as the Pittsburgh Steelers want to get, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. There have, been too many, there have been too many times where owners of football teams take it in the shorts because this guy here, you can't trust him not to be the player that he is now. He can be just like Des Bryant, mediocre now. As soon as he signs the big deal, he turns into either an injury-prone dude, which is another reason why they're not signing him. Never mind the fact he's got problems off the field. The guy can't stay healthy, and they want to sink, you know, guaranteed money into a guy? Nah. Nah. And I don't feel bad one – and I don't feel bad for Le'Veon Bell whatsoever. Whatsoever. We'll see how all this ends up. Des Bryant is was one of these guys who demand the money. And where did he go? You want to talk about invisible. And, and you can talk about all of the facts that, that uh, he doesn't have Tony Romo throwing him the football. Well, guess what? His relationship isn't great with, with, with Dak Prescott. But let me tell you something. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm going to tell you, you want Des Bryant off of your football team if that means you lose your your new starting quarterback in Dak Prescott. Yeah, so the more value, unfortunately, for Dez, okay, is on Dak Prescott's side, not his. That's the reason why he'll go. And, in fact, if Dez Bryant was smart and a was a reasonable human being, he would go to Jerry and say, you know, Jerry, you, you've been so good to me way before anybody else has been. I've been kind of the scum of the earth, and you believed in me. Yeah, Jerry, I want to stay right here because you're the one that gave me the chance. I'll go ahead and take it. That's what I would want from Des Bryant. But they're not going to get that. They're going to get the Des Bryant who wants them up. They're going to get the Des Bryant that uh, is it, and that's why the Dallas Cowboys would get rid of them. So, yeah, I'm all for 
the teams, they're playing by the rules. It's not like they're breaking any rules. Just people don't like the rules because they don't think the rules apply to them, a la Michael Bennett. So it is what it is. And, it, 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 you know, the big question is, is how much further will it go? How much, how, you know, how much more will we talk about it? So they got that whole story. We'll get, we'll get Cuervo's opinion on that if and when he comes back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. But more, more on the fact that I'm, I'm on the Pittsburgh Steelers side. I'm not on the Le'Veon Bell side. Because just like Todd said, you know, you can get a running back. And you can actually get a pretty good one, too. Now, they're not going to be Le'Veon Bell, but he's not worth the money. So other things that are going on in the NFL, because I love talking to NFL, some other good stuff coming out of things that, you know, that, that are coming across the news thing. And, and I like this story. We talk about players. We talk about what they do. Okay. But the Dallas Cowboys, being who they are, okay, they go ahead, they get a free agent wide receiver in Allen Hearns. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars, wide receivers don't feel very confident about Blake Bortles, and that is what my part is talking about here. My team, Jacksonville Jaguar fan right here, two wide receivers, one to Chicago, one to Dallas. The number one, the number two wide receivers on your team bail. Why do they bail? Because this is a franchise that decided to stand pat with Blake Bortles, and the wide receivers knew this wasn't going to happen to it. You can have the best defense in the world, okay? This is not the days where, you know, the Ravens have that dominant defense and they win the Super Bowl. So you're not going to get those very often. And that, and this year just proved it. That Jacksonville Jaguars defense was stout. But Blake Bortles not delivering the ball is the reason why you see guys Move on. And why do you think that is? And it's really simple. These are two wide receivers from Jacksonville that said, you know, probably not a good thing. So, you know, when you got when you got Hearns, you know, possibly number one, number two, then you have Allen Robinson, probably number one, number two, bailing out of Jacksonville, what does that tell you about the team? Where's the team? So, now, in this case, it's a little bit different. You got players to say, well, I'll just go ahead and I'll go somewhere else. For the rights of their contracts and things of that sort, they signed up, they moved on within the rules. But the Jacksonville Jaguars have got some work to do with quarterback. And it's obvious that the players on that team feel that way. Listen, if the Jaguars were prone to make another run the way they did, do you think that they, that they could keep Allen Robinson? Do you think they could keep Allen Hearns, number one, number two? Like I said, they kind of mismatch back and forth. Pro bowlers making big splashes. And guess what? The Jaguars have Blake Bortles at the quarterback position. Then that brings up, in just like reading my mind, Ty, 
Now who are they going to throw the football to? Guess what? They got a great defense, but who's Blake Bortles going to throw the ball to? Jacksonville has taken themselves to AFC championship material to, God, will they even make the playoffs next year? And without, without, I'm going to tell you right now, this is a football team that can't get the job done offensively. This is a team that don't score a lot of points even with Robinson and Hearn on the football field. So the Jaguars go to Blake Bortles, and Blake Bortles, you know, they, they got a lot of trust in him now. I got news for you. Blake Bortles is not going to be a Jaguar before the end of the season. That guy will be gone in a heartbeat. They, and good point, because in the AFC South, guess what? You got the Tennessee Titans who might win the division. You still got to get past Houston, and Lord forbid if Andrew Luck decides to get healthy and play the game the way he did in his first two years when he made his way out on the football field. Jacksonville may have a great defense, but if they're not going to move the ball, whether it be through the air or on the ground. Now, they got Leonard Fournette. They'll move the ball on the ground, but guess what? If there's nobody to throw the football to, who do you think they're going to be watching? They're going to be going after Leonard Fournette, and that guy's injury prone already. Jacksonville in a lot of trouble. And I don't think – and, you know – I'm going to look at it a little bit more. Third is, a, is, I think, is being generous because I think if Andrew Luck can get better and look at all of those draft picks that the Indianapolis Colts got, they could end up being really good, you know, at least within the division. The Tennessee Titans, they're a team that are on the cusp. And imagine if Houston can keep some players healthy. That's going to become a tough division to make the playoffs in. Never mind the FC North where you've got three teams that are always in contention with the Steelers, Bengals, as well as the Ravens. And in a division in the North where three of those teams can make the playoffs, guess what? That could be a problem. The only one that might be able to get into the playoffs will be the AFC South champions because that North division seeing the Ravens as well as the Bengals in the playoffs are not something that is not hasn't been done in history. It's happened as recent as three or four years ago where you have the Bengals, Steelers, and Ravens in the playoffs. That means you're only your division champions are going to make the playoffs. Watch out. Not only that, look out at the AFC West. AFC West got Kansas City, San Diego, Denver, and Oakland. Well, will be Vegas. This is the AFC has become a tough. It's going to be tough for a team in the South if they'll win that division to get out of and into the playoffs. Jacksonville was lucky last year. I, yeah, I said it. That's my team. I want to see the Jaguars do good, but. Obviously, the, the the general manager doesn't realize they need a real quarterback. And the fact of the matter is, Blake Bortles doesn't get the job done. And I'll tell you the reason why, okay? He's not Alex Smith. Oh, oh, wait a second, Sonny. Have you lost your mind? You want Alex Smith? Yeah. I'll give me Alex Smith right now instead of Blake Bortles. And Alex Smith is not even the top 15. But get, get, give me Alex Smith. No, I don't want Eli Manning. 
almost, almost say take Blake Bortles over Eli Manning. I'm not that's a, I just want I won't I won't support an Eli Manning Jacksonville Jaguar team. Just won't do it. That guy's that guy that guy is done. He's watched he's watched up, he's done. Not gonna get the job done this year and by the you know, mid season we'll be talking about Eli Manning like I've been talking about him for the last three years. Guy's not as good as everybody thinks he is. Sometimes they say it's better to be lucky than good. Well, guess what? Eli Manning's built a career on it. But it is what it is. And Jacksonville's got some work to do. And we go back into to talking a little bit more about what's going on in the AFC. I think the AFC is a, you know, a conference in football that makes it very hard to make the playoffs. And that AFC North and the AFC West are the main reasons why that happens. They have got to be on their they have got to be on their game if they expect to make the playoffs. Because if you go and if you go on over to the AFC West, which is where I'm shooting at, you got the Chargers who want to try to win. You, you say whatever you want. I don't care what stadium they play in. They probably shouldn't have moved, but I don't care. But that team improved this year. And they had a healthy wide receiver that really helps Phillip Rivers out. You have the Oakland Raiders slash Las Vegas Raiders, whatever they were going to be called. I don't care. Okay. But that's a good football team. Then you have the Broncos. I don't know. You know, that whole situation at the quarterback position and living on a prayer that, that John Elway wants to do, good for good luck for you. And then don't forget the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, granted, you know, guess what? Andy Reid's getting the same criticism he got over in Philadelphia. You know, just can't get a team where they need to win. You know, so that criticism is starting to come out. But that's a good football team. Jacksonville, you lose the one and two. That, that, that's that's going to be tough. I'm actually anxious this year for the Jacksonville Jaguars because. Them dropping down to, you know, an easy eight and eight now the playoffs is definitely a possibility. And let, let's just be honest, I think they're six and ten. And this is not even seeing the schedule. They have no wide receivers anymore. Jacksonville's a lot of trouble. I hate to say it, but that's just the way it is. But over in the AFC West, I, I you know, watch out for improving teams from there. We might see Denver maybe drop off. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, as much as I want to bash John Elway, sometimes you know, sometimes he puts it together. I can't, I can't keep them out of it. Kansas City, Andy Reid, you know, that, you got that young, that young quarterback now, that young cat, that quarterback now. You know, will he be able to make? I don't know. Get the Raiders. AFC's gonna be tough this year. And if you think the Jacksonville Jaguars are a shoe in to make the playoffs. I would say that you definitely I – want, I want to know what you're smoking. I might want to take a hit off it. Other NFL news, and where Cuervo – I don't know. I guess Cuervo decided to go get the high and tight in the middle of the show. Woo! <laughs> All right. Let's go to Josh Allen. I want to talk a little bit about this guy because guess what? There's been lots of talk about that. It's in quarterbacks. And why is it being talked about? Uh, yes, you know, it's draft time and all the other things that are being talked about as far as guys are concerned. And you can say whatever you want, but Josh Allen, I, I love media. I do love media. 
Because they have a habit of making everybody sound good. Going back to my boy Ryan Leaf, that I thought I said, "Hey, give me Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning." <laughs> yeah. You know, some you know when I've been doing this show, th- th- that is the one thing I've you know always. And this was before the show came to an existence. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. Yes, I know. I know. But I was a Ryan Leaf guy over Peyton Manning. I was, I was, I was wrong on that. But I really love, I love the media. I, I love the media because I, I, I look at a lot of different ones, but the, the, my favorite, my great favorite line out of all of this, Alan silences doubters at, Pro day. Okay, Josh uh, Allen. Okay, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now. If you think Josh Allen silences doubters, I mean, I don't know who they're trying to sell this to. I mean, Josh Allen is a guy that's going to get a lot of work. Don't don't get me wrong. I get it. Okay, but. You know, he's relieved after his Pro Bowl that he had a good. Yeah, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, Todd McShay. Okay, as much as I respect the guy, listen, this guy had nobody coming at him. Who cares? See, that's why I don't. First of all, that's why I don't give a rat's big fat butt about pro days. That's why I don't care about the combines. Reason why we don't do a lot of coverage here on this show because you could be great all by yourself. But when you've got a 300-pound defensive end or defensive tackle, that's what I want to see how Josh Allen decides to be. And once I see it, then I'll make a decision on it. But I'm not going by a pro date that's set up for this guy to be good. I'm not going by that. Simple fact of the matter is I could give a rat's big fat hairy butt about Josh Allen having a pro day that's set up for him to look good. And Todd McShay wants to, hey, Todd McShay wants to anoint this guy. Wonderful. I want to see what happens when he's got defenders wanting to have him for lunch. And they come at him like rabid dogs with, with foam out of their mouth. That's the Josh Allen I want to see. So until then, I don't have an opinion on Josh Allen, but oh, Sonny, what about the pro days? Pro days, aren't they great? Pro days, aren't they great? Come on. Oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. I I know, Charles, they're terrible. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate that. But here, really simple, as far as pro days. I'm going to tell you right now that Johnny Manziel in a pro day, listen. Johnny Manziel is the complete and utter joke of the NFL right now. And not only that, the NFL is buying up Johnny Manziel yet again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Listen, Johnny Manziel isn't any different of a person, is it? He can talk a talk all he wants. I don't care if the guy is religious, got saved, and all of a sudden. I don't care if this guy met Jesus until he proves it is when I care about what Johnny Manziel does in a pro day. Set up for Johnny Manziel to be great. You know, gosh, you know, 
everybody looks good at their own pro day. I mean, I mean, Joan. Hey, Joan can, can we talk? That this is the biggest joke ever. Everybody is falling in love with Johnny Manziel, and what has he done to gain all the trust and love and the greatness that everybody is trying to anoint this punk with? That's what I want to know. When did Johnny Manziel all of a sudden become Mr. Golden Arm and Mr. Great Guy? Was he go on the View and talk to people on the View? I don't know. I think I, I think I read he went on the View. I, you know, I, this guy, I, you know, I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just an unforgiving jerk. I could be that way. That's fine. I I've, I've been accused of that. But listen, th- this is in his this is in his pedigree. Johnny Manziel and Punk. I think if you look up Punk, you'll see Johnny Manziel's picture. Okay, that's what I think. Okay, his pedigree is punk. Okay, and that comes from money. Now, hey, listen, I, I I shouldn't criticize the guy for having money, but guess what? He gets a pro day where you know thirteen NFL teams are going to look at him. I'll go back to what I said a couple of years, a couple of weeks back, about a couple of months ago. Johnny Manziel gets a job in the NFL, and Colin Kaepernick don't. There's something definitely going on because guess what? You want to rank the punkness, okay? All right. Johnny Manziel is so far ahead of Colin Kaepernick at six. And believe me, I'm not a Colin Kaepernick fan, okay? This guy's been out of football too long for him to be good, okay? Period. I don't care what he does in a pro day, too. By the way, set up for him to look good. You know, wonderful. I want to know what's going to happen when a defensive end is going to come at him, okay? Because Colin Kaepernick has been – Mediocre at best, pedestrian at best. But if Johnny Manziel ends up on an NFL program, I know something's going out after uh, after Colin Kaepernick. Now, listen, I, I, these guys don't even rank in the top twenty or thirty in reality when it comes to quarterbacks. Yeah, I said it. Colin Kaepernick. This guy's been out of football for too long. And I'm not saying the guy's not a good athlete. He is. He's a good athlete, and he could, but he's not a good quarterback. All right, that's I said. Yeah, I said it. He's not a good quarterback. And all these, you know, crying people. Colin Kaepernick. He doesn't have an NFL job, but this guy does. Well, you know what? What's that old saying? You reap what you sow. Okay, that's what Colin Kaepernick has to deal with. It's not. His off-the-field actions, although wearing a Castro T-shirt probably not the best thing you could do for your image, Colin. But, hey, you decided to do it anyway. You know, you put yourself out there that way, and you give them an opportunity to put you in a position where they can cut you down. Hey, great job there, Colin. You know, and Johnny Manziel is definitely a joke. I mean, and and here's another thing. Colin Kaepernick and Johnny Manziel want to play football in the NFL. Go play up in Canada for two years. If it's good enough for Doug Flutie, it's good enough for you. Sick. Both of these guys are punks. Both of them. And Manziel's a bigger punk. At least Colin Kaepernick had, you know, 
a a reason for what he is. Okay, he wanted to make a point. You know, Johnny Manziel is just looking for a bar. I think he owns a bar, or at least part owner of a bar. I mean, that guy's this guy has got so many problems, whether it be with a girl, whether it be with alcohol, whether it's him being just a good person. At least Colin Kaepernick's trying to do something positive, and I'll go back to it, man. I will say there's something against Colin Kaepernick if Johnny Manziel gets a job, but I'm going to tell you both of them need to be up in in Canada. I would love to see Colin Kaepernick play in Canada because here's what it is. Okay, guys? Here's what it is. These are guys that can't make an NFL roster. If you can go and light them up, then you deserve to be on the NFL roster. If you go up in Canada and you can't light it up, what makes you think you deserve to be on an NFL squad? There you go. I hate to be so simplistic, but that's the way it is. And if Colin Kaepernick can, should go, I, I would love to see. In fact, I think I would love to see Colin Kaepernick in a, in a Canadian Football League jersey. I think I would love it. I think it'd be so good for the game, which, by the way, Sonny watches Canadian football, too. Wish I had more access to it. But those guys in Canada supposedly can't cut it in the NFL. I say supposedly because there are some guys that could play in the NFL up in Canada. But if you can't go up and light them up in Canada – and that's what Johnny Manziel wants to avoid. Johnny Manziel wants to avoid proving himself. And that's what this whole story is about when you talk Johnny Manziel. When you talk Johnny Manziel, it's a guy that doesn't want to prove himself. Listen, Colin Kaepernick, he doesn't have to prove anything to me. The guy, the guy has proved it. Okay? So, you know... The difference between Colin Kaepernick and Johnny Manziel is twofold, tenfold. He's proven it. The guy, the NFC Championship, Super Bowl. Listen, that's all I want to say. Johnny Manziel, you know, can't find a bar that he can't crawl out from underneath, okay? It's just the way it is. And, and that is fact, by the way, guys. I mean, this is the guy that has a problem with the bottle, until he can actually conquer that problem with a bottle for more than a little bit of time. I, I hate how athletes all of a sudden decide that they get, you know, if, if you're clean three or four months, they're a great guy again. Now, maybe, maybe you're still a drunk. I, I, I know that's me being harsh on players, but the fact that they get this automatic, you know, you know automatic, you know, forgiveness, of their stupidity when normal people like you and me get to live it for the rest of their life and don't get to go out and make the millions of dollars after they do something stupid like that. Yeah, it's hard to feel sorry for these guys. But out of all of them, Johnny Menzel, hey, I lose about two sleep, two seconds of sleep about Johnny Menzel. I, I lose about ten seconds of sleep for Colin Kaepernick. And, guys, listen, I go back. Colin Kaepernick, what he is fighting for, I am so – by the way, why does – why does – I just want to know. If you go into ESPN and you go take a look at one Stephen A. Smith, how come he gets all the credit for saying all that stuff that he said about Colin Kaepernick when you heard about it on my show within two or three weeks after the fact that it happened from Cuervo? 
is the one that started the fact that this guy wants to be a bar. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, maybe he does want. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually very commendable. There's nothing wrong with that at all. In fact, I, I think it's great. Cuervo sat up on this show after two or three months that this guy enjoys the fact that he is a martyr. And Stephen A. Smith mentions it last week, and then all of a sudden he's a genius. Listen to this show. You get to hear it way before. And, and, and by the way, Stephen A., I don't mind you creeping around in my archives, but can you get current? Okay, this was a year and a half ago. Right? Get, get caught up to date on your listening to our show. It's obvious you're behind. Yeah, I said it. Stephen A. Smith lurks in my archives listening to our show. Yeah, I said it. All of a sudden, Stephen A. Smith is this wonderful genius. We've been talking about this for a long time already. Unbelievable. By the way, just to, just to, to kind of throw something out, who do you think is having the best offseason right now in the NFL? I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm talk about it. I think there's some good stuff that has been happening for a certain football team that's doom and gloom might be done. Why is that? I don't know. Why don't we talk about it when we come back here on the Couch Potatoes World Show? Because i got to take the break. Okay? But that having been said, you're listening to the show, that being said. We'll be back here on the Couch Potatoes Sports Show. When we come back, we'll talk about that situation about my team, I think is doing really good in the offseason. No one's really talking about it. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience. So roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com.
for the start. We can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sunny Clark, radio voice at your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Get moving on and things of that sort. Feeling really good. Like, I haven't been feeling good. I'm physically ill, not feeling great. But this is the first time I felt good in about a month as far as, you know, having the energy, having, seeming like the old Sonny is back. You know, (laughs) that's always a good thing. Uh, well, I guess that depends on what it is. Hey, so some questions out as far as this, right? We talked about uh, that if you go over on the wonderful ESPN thing, they're talking about Des Bryant's future with the Cowboys. It's in question. Uh, looks like the deals that he's been trying to work with the Dallas Cowboys, they're saying, uh-uh. there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, this is yet another guy. You got to decide this is the guy worth the headache along with the money. But it's interesting. Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith, side by side, who did better on their contracts? You know, I haven't even read this. I just clicked into it. And before I even get into it, Alex Smith probably did. I mean, because the expectations of the money that Alex Smith got, Alex Smith probably got on a plane as soon as someone accidentally was had a few too many at a bar and decided to give Alex Smith all the money. Alex Smith gets $27 million on a signing bonus. I think I, I think he broke his neck to get to the airport. He might have even he might even got a private jet to make sure they didn't change their mind. Okay, all right. So let's look at the numbers here. Who actually did better? Okay, the Washington Reds or the Minnesota Vikings 
uh, Alex Smith, or did the or, or I marked that Kirk Kirk Cousins went to Minnesota, Washington got Smith, twenty seven million dollars signing bonus for Smith. Kirk Cousins got three million. Guaranteed money. Guaranteed money. Alex Smith got seventy-one million. Seventy-one million. You're Alex Smith. Her cousin got eighty-four. He got a little bit more there, didn't he? He got a little, he got he got fourteen more million. Smith on that signing bonus, he got twenty-four more million. So there you go. Cap hit. $18.4 million for Smith, Kirk Cousins, and cap hit at $24 million in 2018. Cap hit next year, $20 million. That's a big hit for Smith, but $29 million for Kirk Cousins. And then or in the year 2020, $21.4 million cap hit for the Viking and uh, Kirk Cousins, 30, uh, for the Redskins, her cousin, $31 million cap head. Now, I don't know where Minnesota got the money, how they worked the money, how they got it going. But I, I'll go back to the fact that, man, I wonder, how did this guy get this contract? That is a hell of a contract for her cousins. But I think the more impressive contract in reality is Alex Smith. See, this is the problem. Jerry Jones and Daniel Schneider hang out bars too much and start talking. And then they start negotiating after they've had a few. Because Tony Romo, I think, was in mid-hump on that beautiful wife of his and decided that he better get over and sign that contract before Jerry Jones changes his mind. <laughs> Same thing here. I don't know what I don't know if Daniel Schneider's married or not, but but I I will say this. Those are two rich quarterbacks who are pedestrian quarterbacks. They've been career pedestrian quarterbacks, and they're not going to be anything else in the next few years in reality, pedestrian quarterbacks, and they're going to be saying, what is in my pocket? And that is huge. So Cuervo just asked me, am I still on? But, But of course. Let me get this back here. Let me hit this button here and let him know, of course, we are on. It is Sunday morning. I'll get Cuervo back in here. Let's see here. Let me hit this button and see if I can get him back. There we go. Hit that button right there. And yes, boom, I am. You coming back, coming back. So, yes, I am. You coming back. All right, I got it out to Cuervo. So, so that being said, I mean, I, I like Alex. I mean, I like the fact that these guys got their money. You, you know, oh, let me rephrase that. I, I want to kind of phrase that different. Not that they got their money because it makes it sound like they deserve it. They didn't deserve their money. I'm glad they got money. Maybe that's what – it's not their money. I don't think they – me personally, I – not even close. But that having been said, and that's what the name of this show is, they got money. 
congratulations for being able to fool some of, evidently some of the dumbest people who write checks. And, and listen, there's something to be said if you can fool someone to, in writing you a check. If you can fool that person to do it, hey, more power to you. Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins did some big stuff. Todd just asked me about the question, was I going to say Cleveland making the moves? And I and when I say this, I don't want people to think so. I think if anybody has done anybody better, I want to know who it is. And be, because you got to look at the franchise in itself of what the Cleveland Browns are right now. Cleveland Browns didn't win a football game last year. Guys, they win one game they've improved next year. But I'm going to tell you right now, some off-season moves where they are in the draft, they're going to win six games next year. And if you're the if you're the Cleveland Browns, be thankful. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, when was the last time the Cleveland Browns had a six-win season? Well, the good thing, internet, is that you can get you know you can get these kind of things at a push of a button. So let me just – that's the wrong Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland Browns, S, S. I only put – that's why. Hit the S button, then I can get what I'm looking for. There we go. Cleveland Browns. Ah, I want you to listen to these numbers because it, it, it's been tough being the Cleveland Browns fan for, for many, many years, okay? Uh, they've, they've had a, a real huge uh, – undertaking on trying to be good, okay? So let's go and let's get to the numbers here. Uh, Where's the record? Well, my goodness. I thought this thing would have their records for for the last years. Let's see here. So let me hit the back button here and put in Cleveland Browns records by year. There we go. Records by year. Here we go. All right, now maybe I can find it. Here we go. Oh, th- this is better. This is much better. All right, so Cleveland Brown fans, they, they've been in existence since 1946, just to let you know. Okay? Here is their numbers. Listen to this number. 0-16 last year, 1-15 the year before that, 3-13 and 13 the year before that. 2014, that's seven-win season. So you had to like what they, they had going on there. They had Brian Hoyer as the quarterback. Oh, my God. This is the year that I discovered that Brian Hoyer was a fraud. Because in that seven-year season, the last three games, Hoyer, uh, four games, Hoyer came back and went off four in a row, okay, against teams that were not going to make the playoffs that weren't worth a nickel. And everybody's, oh, Brian Hoyer is the guy. Then he turns around and uh, gone. McCown takes over after that, 3-13. and 13. But the year before that, 4-12, and 5-10. And now, the last year, okay, I, I want you to go back. If you take away 2014, the last time the Cleveland Browns had a good season was back in 2007 
when they went 10 and 6. Okay? And Romeo Cronell was their head coach. So, you have to go back to 2013. Okay? So, since 2000, or, I'm sorry, 2000, since 2003, this is a football team that has only had single digit losses in two seasons since 2003. And if you want to get really down to the number, since 1995, they've only had four seasons where they had single-digit losses on the season. And one of those were nine losses in the season and the, uh, in two of those years. So two of the four years, they had nine losses. And that's since 1995, guys. Now, it's always nice to be able to live on a little optimism. You be optimistic. And the Cleveland Browns, they have all the reason to be optimistic in reality because I think that the, this football team is going to win six football games this year. They're going to be 6-10. and ten. They won't have a single-digit loss. They'll still be in double digits, but they'll be as close as possible. And how do you do that is, is that they've got a new general manager that has been hopefully changing the thinking of what's been going on, and they need it in reality. And the fact of the matter is is that that is the first move that you make because if you keep giving the guys the same opportunity to keep being nothing but what they are, guess what? They they are that same guy in reality. So. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Moving into our number three of the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is me, Sonny Clark, the Hardest working man in sports radio. It's often imitated, but you just don't get the greatness that I am unless you actually are talking to me. Often imitated, just not duplicated right here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Lots of things going on. Hey, hey, there's been some injuries in baseball. Now, we don't talk a lot of baseball. I like this time of the year. I normally get out to Arizona to see the old man. And I drop in on a couple of games in the uh, spring training while I'm down there while I'm visiting the old man. I'm not going to be able to get there for another three weeks. So, I'm going to miss spring training. Um, But, there has been some injuries in Major League Baseball right here in spring training. And spring training, sometimes we, we there's always that one guy that go that big name that goes down. Um, and when that happens, that is a big problem. And, and not only that, for, and we, we have the godfather of fantasy sports on this show all the time, Lenny Melnick. You know what? I wonder, what time is it? Lenny's off the air. 
I'm, I'm, we're, we're, gonna, we're going to call Lenny Melnick. And the reason why we're going to do that is because there is, there's no other guy that knows what's going on more so besides Lenny Melnick and Andrea. These guys, these guys are top of the top of the mountain guys. So I'm gonna. Do, I normally don't do this. I usually give them a uh, give them a heads up that we're gonna call. But I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get a hold of the Godfather, and we're gonna talk a little baseball because uh, it, this is the right time of the year to do it as we're in spring training. So let's, let's see if we can get the Godfather fantasy sports on. Because because some injuries are happening, so let's see if we can get Godfather on here. Come on, Godfather. Uh, he's going to leave me here. You've reached Lenny. Can't come to the phone right now. Please leave your sure. name and your phone number. and I'll... Uh, We won't do that. Let's see if we can get Andrea. Because we, we, we need to... Uh, Let's see here, Andrea, and because she knows, she probably, if, listen, if there's anybody that knows just as much, if not more, it would be Andrea. So let's get her in here if we can. So, uh, all right, dial. They might be, I, by the way, they, they do a show. They're probably over on Sirius Radio. They, they're doing a show. They might be on Sirius Radio. So they might be ignoring me. <laughs> because they're on there just like me. Maybe we can get her. Come on. See if we can get her. This is the the goddess of fantasy. Uh, fantasy baseball. Andrea Lamont. They might be live. I forgot. I know they're doing shows on Sunday now, so they might and she's she's so busy she don't even have an answering machine. Well, I guess she doesn't even have an answering machine. We will try Lenny Melnick one more time, see if we can get him. And if not, we'll jump into what I was talking about because we. I, I just I want to know the impact of some of these players going down. And Lenny Melnick and Andrea Lamont would know better than most. All right, hit that button one time. All right, try Lenny Melnick one more time, then I'll, I'll, I'll because I'm just not knowledgeable. In the person you are trying to reach is not accepting calls at this time. Please try ah. your call again later. La persona con la que intenta comunicarse no acepta llamadas en este momento. Favor de llamar de nuevo más tarde. Message 24, TX20UN. All right, cancel. All right, now let's try one more time. I got to dial the right number. That would definitely help. All right, one more time for Lenny Melnick, and then we'll, then we'll jump into what my thinking is, which is not much. I'm sure time... By the way, Todd, you can call in 347-215-7497. Maybe you know a little bit more about that. I want, I want to get Lenny's, Lenny's uh, take up on what's going on. He isn't going to answer. You've reached Lenny. Can't come to the phone right now. Please leave your name. Yep. We'll, we'll try him again. But 
some things that are going on as far as Major League Baseball. Let's just hop over there really quick as we are all set and ready to go. Um, let's see here. To, to, to do Major League Baseball. Here we go. Major League Baseball. Now, these are some of the, the, the injury reports that are going on in spring training. These just came out. And these, these lines, by the way, these line shots back at the, at the uh, pitchers have been huge. So, you know, you got to look out. But, but here we go. Um, by the way, uh, King Gray, uh, Philadelphia, he signs a six-year deal. Adam Re- well, Reinhardt, this one's here. Um, yeah, he's on the disabled list. Adam Wainwright. That I, uh, now I I like the Adam uh, uh, Wainwright of a couple of years ago. I'll be honest, I haven't been keeping up with him. Uh, Strasburg. Um, he he he's. He, I, I'm really interested on what he's going to do now as well. Uh, but let's see here. Here we go. So here's some of the updates that are going on as far as players are concerned. And uh, uh, Jake Ma- Mraznik, um, he is going to be the Astros center fielder. He's been sidelined with a fractured thumb. Um, so that I'm going to tell you, I think that could be a, a big loss for them because a fractured thumb, regardless of pitch or bat or whatever the case may be, that that get in the way. Um, so you got to look out for that. Um, according to Todd, Shelby Miller of the Diamondbacks, he's out until uh, June 15th with an elbow uh, issue. Uh, Blue Jays right-hander Aaron uh, Sanchez threw for the first time at batting practice on Tuesday that they showed no signs of the injury that caused them the whole 2017 injury as he is uh, a reoccurring blister on his pitching hand all year long. Uh, he only started eight games last year. So, and the Blue Jays, I think the Blue Jays definitely need that guy. Um, uh, Michael Confero, uh, Confero, I can't even say his name, uh, of the Mets. Uh, he's not going to be back. He's got a shoulder injury. Conforto. Michael Conforto, he is so he's got problems. Uh, I want I forgot who got that that rocket right back to his face. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. So so Adam Winwright, he's going to the disabled list for the Cardinals. That's a big loss for them because they needed him in the lineup in reality. Uh, so look out for that. And um, let's see here. Where's the other one? Where's the other guy? Uh, Brentson, uh, he um, he is actually going to be on the starting lineup for Miami. Mets lose Jason Vargas and David Wright. That is a big killer, especially David Wright uh, in reality. Thanks. Todd's up on top of this. this he, he's got baseball numbers all over the place um, as far as guys. Um, uh, here it is. Uh, Greg Bird, left-handed um He's going to go see a he's going to go see a specialist regarding foot inflammation um, and things of that sort. So lots of injuries that are working uh, in spring training. Uh, so that's going to be a, a, something to look at. And if you're a fantasy guy in baseball, I've got a lot of fantasy guys that play fantasy baseball. There's so many players I can't keep track of who's good, who's not, who will be good or not. That's going to be a part, uh, problem as well. Uh, Brantley, uh, he is going to go to the um, he is going to go to the um, 
go to certainly have surgery. Um, so he's going to start the season out on a the disabled lifts with a right ankle surgery that he's going to have. So he's not going to make the starting day uh, uh, roster as well. Um, now also uh, Wade, uh, Wade Blank, um, the Mariners, this is a guy who's given them some good quality starts uh, a couple of years back. Uh, he is hurt. So lots of guys in Major League Baseball that are hurt. But the light is what one of the things that are, are huge, is it, and we're hearing more about line drive injuries off of the bat. Baseball line drive injuries, are those numbers are going up. And as far as guys that get Howard Johnson, um, he got the line drive hit. Uh, so he and Howard Johnson, he's with the he's the Rangers hitting coach. He was hit in the face on a line drive ball on Saturday. So it's, forget some of the players. Even even the coaches are getting in the middle of it. Brian Sale hit by a line drive as well. Boston's Chris Sale line drive. You know so uh, Madison Bumgarner. Hand injury after the line injury. See these these pitchers, and and I talked about how they make so much money, but especially Madison Bumgarner got hit in the hand on line driver. So diagnosed as a fracture. How long will that guy be out? That's going to be something on there. John Lester. He's actually finishing up the uh, string, and, and and he said it best. You can't really predict or even control uh, something as that crazy. It's how you are able to respond to it after it happens. Where are you at mentally in the game? Duffy also, line drive, off of the mound. And, and we're hearing more about that, uh, about these injuries coming from there uh, a lot. So um, it'll be real interesting to see where guys are as far as that's concerned, how it affects their teams are going to be huge. So watch out for that. The NBA, we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to bail out because we don't have Cuervo. Cuervo is a big part of the show. But I want to get to the NBA because the NBA, you can say whatever you want. There have been some things that are going on. There, I think we're going to see history here in the NBA. Now, I've been also hearing that people have already called who the MVP is going to be. You know, I don't think I'm too objective of LeBron James getting the MVP. I have also come to realize that the NBA is just not the NBA of old that I used to watch. And that hurts my feelings. Don't get me wrong because that was it. But Curry right now, and by the way, Stephen Curry having an MCL sprain out three weeks, that, I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs, and, but positioning is going to be huge in reality. But I, I, don't, I don't know if you're worried too much if that is the case, but how he reacts and how we bounce back as they're getting close to it as far as the playoffs are concerned. But I... I as much as I hate to say this, and I do, I hate to say it, 
LeBron James is probably going to be the MVP of, uh, of, of the NBA this year. Good, bad, or indifferent, I think. He, and, and to a certain extent, I think he deserves it. Um, he has had a good season as far as the numbers are concerned. So that is huge. I mean, I, I, I think he probably should be. But the news about Curry being out of the lineup for three weeks, it's not. I, I don't think they're necessarily worried about Stephen Curry, but what they need to be worried about is where will he be come playoff time. That would be almost like if the Cavs lost LeBron James, where would they be at playoff time? Same thing here. The only difference is that there are other players on that team that can make up for Stephen Curry when he's not there. Unlike LeBron James, which in turn – when you look at LeBron James's numbers, as much as I hate to say it, it just makes me sick to my stomach to say I think he's probably the MVP this year. Not only that, he's been out on the court a lot. Harden, will he win it? I, you know, I don't know. Harden had 27 last night against the Pelicans. God, I hate that name. This is one of those things. So uh, Lakers beat the Grizzlies last night. By the way, Memphis, Memphis at one point was on a 19-game losing streak. If you're Lakers, you better wipe them. Kuzman scores 15 of his 25 points in the, uh, in the fourth quarter to help the Lakers pass the Grizzes. So, Ben, uh, ben Simons, triple-double, helped 76 over, uh, over the Timberlakes. Uh, Gordon. Aaron Gordon, 29 points, 11 beat rebounds. Magic over the Suns. Who can't beat the Suns, by the way? Man, you want to talk about a shell of a franchise? The Phoenix Suns. They, 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 you know, we talk about some of the history. You know, you go back to Phoenix Suns, Charles, KJ, Marley, those guys. That, that's, that's the Phoenix Suns I know. They have been a shell of that. Pistons beat the Bulls. Uh, Kyrie, this is the big story. Kyrie, out three to six weeks. How's that going to affect the Celtics? That is the big news. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, that that could be a problem later on down. And Todd said, Todd, and this is what Todd says, I, I don't agree with him, but I'm going to he says Golden State does, um, does need to worry. Green is out again tonight. Um, I, I, as far as getting to the playoffs, yeah, they're going to lose some games up until then. But and when that playoffs, it, it's totally different. You're going to have those guys back in. I know there's rib injury for the big man in the middle. I got it. But I, I, I'm a firm believer in the NBA, especially in the NBA, that you, you see guys that are all of a sudden hurt when they get near playoff time, they all of a sudden can put that whole thing to the side. So, Curry's MCL spring three weeks. I mean, they can do without him for a while. They got enough. I, you know, they're going to be in the playoffs. So, when all that stuff changes, is going to be there. But I think, and this is just me, when I'm looking at the standings and I'm, a Celt- I'm looking at the Celtics, yeah, I mean, you're having such a great season – then you lose Irving. That is a that is a big big loss. As it is, they're you know they're they're five games back 
of Toronto, which, by the way, Toronto Toronto is one of the biggest imposters in the NBA. I'm just saying it right now. But 54-19, going to make the playoffs. 8-2 in the last 10. So you got to give them some credits. But Kyrie is a big loss for Boston. But the top eight over in the Eastern Conference are Toronto, Boston, and Cleveland, which, by the way, have clinched playoff spots, just to let you know. Philly is right there. They're getting close to clinching. Indiana, and Indiana is a shell of its team of three to four years ago. Um, they're lucky to be in the fifth spot. Washington, Miami is, you know, Miami and the Bucks are the Bucks. But here's the thing, to hold on to that, Detroit, 33 and 40, Milwaukee's 38 and 34. So, you know, you're talking about a six-game difference. Uh, Detroit might not make it, but Detroit for next year, if they get some more pieces to some of the pieces that they got in the trade towards the end, they, they might be in contention next year. They need some def- They definitely need some health things going on. But Toronto eight and two in the last ten, six and four for Boston, and that injury doesn't help. Cleveland seven and three. See, Cleveland wins seventy percent of the games, even when you know we're talking about how bad this this basketball team is. They still win seventy percent of their games, which in turn usually puts you in the playoffs. On the other side in the Western Conference, Houston right now, winners of their last eight in a row. They're nine and one in their last ten. So they are looking good. They clinched the Southwest Division. So they're done. They're clinched. Golden State, 54 and 18. Okay. They've clinched the Pacific Division, and they're, they're all set, ready to go. Cleveland, or mark that, Portland. This is the team I'm going to have you folks look out for this year. Portland is a quiet team. That can beat you. And they're catching on late. They're 8-2 eight and, uh, eight and two in the last 10. Uh, they have lost their last two games. That's, or uh, They would even be better. But Portland is a team you're going to have to look out for. And Damian Lillard is the deal. Watch out for that kid. Of course, Houston Lillard's brother. And those of the indoor game knows who I'm talking about. Oklahoma City of 44, they're not contenders. They're pretenders. San Antonio, unfortunately, they're pretenders, but they're winning 70% of their games as well, 43 and 30. Uh, New Orleans, you know, they're, they're 43 and 31. Minnesota, 42 and 31. They're in seventh place. Utah, there's three teams in this side, I think, are the ones they have the potential. It would be Houston, Golden State, and Portland. Like I said, Portland would have to sneak in there. They'd have to get some good performances, but I think they're going to disappoint some people within the playoffs, because one will play eight, two will play seven, Portland will take on the sixth spot, and so right now that is the Pelicans, and they'll beat down. Portland, I don't think, wants to meet up to San Antonio, because guess what? San Antonio making the playoffs, they're just doing everything right, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. They are sitting, even though, listen, they've all taken the back, but I'm going to tell you right now, my – you look at all these players, Parker, Ginobili, these are guys are getting plenty of rest to where if and when they are called on in the playoffs, they'll be fresh off the bench. Granted, they're older, granted, but that's experience. Those are guys that got some rings. 
and the fact that they get to rest and still make the playoffs. Listen, San Antonio's not stupid. They know where they are. But here's the thing. They can't make a run in the playoffs without depending on Ginobili as well as uh, uh, Parker. Never mind the other guys. They need those guys. They need the experience, and they need to have them come off to the bench. So watch out for – I think I think San Antonio might be able to win in the first round. We'll watch that and how that whole thing shapes up. But the NBA is looking very interesting this year. We're talking about some different teams, which I've, I've always been a fan of, by the way. I like some different teams. Minnesota – Minnesota's putting themselves in a good place. So watch out for that. Yeah, exactly. They're playing uh, seemingly that uh, Leonard and Eldridge, guys that you got to be – you're absolutely right. So the, I, I think this this NBA is going to be interesting. Now, a wish. I wish the bad the, – uh, they'll never be considered the bad boys. But I'd love to see the Pistons make the playoffs. They won't. Um, you know, so they're five games back right now and trying to actually they're more than that. They're actually six games back of Milwaukee for the number eight spot. So I won't see that. So next year I might have we might be talking about them being the Washington or Miami, the sixth, the seventh or eighth spot in Detroit. I'd like just to see that, just for my own sake. But out of the playoffs are considered out the Knicks, Chicago, Brooklyn, Orlando. And Atlanta, Atlanta, man, how sad. And out of the playoffs, Sacramento, Dallas, Memphis, and Phoenix. And you want to talk about shells of teams, Phoenix Suns, sad, sad state of affairs, sad. I'd like to see them be a little bit more than what they are. Just just from the fact that I'm just from the area and would like to see that, just a little bit more. Back into the NFL, and then we'll get on out of here because Cuervo isn't going to make it back in, evidently. That having been said, we talked about Bennett and that situation with the uh, Eagles. Um, So that's going to be huge. We talked about the trade for the Dallas Cowboys. They get uh, Alan Hearn from the Jaguars. So watch out for that. The Giants, New York Giants defensive end, Josh uh, Morales, been suspended for four games, the league substance policy for sports enhancers. Okay, so he's out. Chris Long says he's going to play another year. Why not? You just won the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Why not? And take the money. Even if you don't make it back there, at least you can take the money. Cardinals uh, sends offensive tackle uh, Jared Vander here to the De- uh, Denver Broncos in exchange for a sixth rounder. You can re- you can replace him. Tommy Manziel says I'm a different person. Oh God, I wish I would have been able to get the time to get the audio on that because it makes me sick. So, interestingly enough, um, defensive tackle for the Seahawks, Tom ja- Johnson. And they also bring back defensive and Marcus Smith for the Seahawks. I, I think Seahawks are done. I really do. The Legion of Boom has gone kaboom. I don't think the defense is going to be the same. Losing some of those players. Now, they kept some of them. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I understand. But 
the moxie of that team in reality? I don't know if it's there. By the way, wide receiver, Terrell Pryor. You want to talk about a guy that has defied the odds of the NFL and playing in the NFL? That'd be one Terrell Pryor. There, there is rumors that he is out close to signing with the Jets. And 20 catches, 240 yards, and a touchdown in nine games, um, interestingly enough. Dolphins, they sign Frank Gore. You want to hear it? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it. Frank Gore's the most overrated running back in the NFL. Yeah, I said it. So overrated. Eagles also come to term with Mike Wallace from the Baltimore Ravens. Listen, that's that deep threat. Think they want to get the ball downfield? Watch out for that. That's huge. Giants trade Pierre Paul to the Bucks. Now he's just going there to collect a paycheck. He's washed. Yeah, I said it. Now, when I was talking about teams that actually did good in the offseason, I'm going to tell you there's another team that I think did really good. They just don't know how good they did. And when you talk about guys that get hurt and probably were at, the one, at one point at the top of their game, one Teddy Bridgewater's name comes to the top for me. And Bridgewater, you know, gruesome injury in, in, you know, 2006. And I'm going to tell you right now, the New York Jets, I don't think they realize what they got. I really don't. And if Teddy Bridgewater is 100% healthy and ready to go, that guy should be starting for the New York Jets. This was a mammoth pickup for them because this guy was leaving the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings are going to be very, very sad that they got Kirk Cousins, and they are going to wish they had Teddy Bridgewater there. And if he's not the starting quarterback, Todd, I'm going to tell you right now, that'd be the biggest mistake for the Jets. And now, granted, this all depends on that knee injury. That was everything, and this was this was non-contact, and this guy this guy got hurt just walking or something. I don't know. But that guy was on the verge of being a superstar. And guess what? Goes down to injury. Big loss for in reality for the Minnesota Vikings, without question. But Teddy Bridgewater, he was a first-round draft pick in 2014. 2014. That's, we're only talking four short years ago. So, you know, I don't know. But would I rather have Kirk Cousins? Or Teddy Bridgewater. Give me Teddy Bridgewater. But the Jets signed Josh McCown. I will tell you that if the Jets start Josh McCown over Teddy Bridgewater, it better be because of injury because it won't be because of talent. Now, the New York Jets have a habit of not doing the right thing. They have a habit of playing guys that have no business playing. And Josh McCown would fall into that category 
to this point. But I love me some Teddy Bridgewater. This is a guy I think that deserves a, an opportunity to be a starter on that. So, uh, interestingly enough. We'll see what ends up happening. It'll be, it, it, th- that will all be in training camp. That will all be about a um, a medical con- medical report and things of that sort. So, well, that's going to do it for me here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. I needed Cuervo to get to 3 o'clock if we were going to do that. Didn't happen. That having been said, that's the name of the show. You'll catch us next Sunday at noon Central Standard Time. Cuervo maybe be here for the full three hours. We'll go through three hours. If he doesn't, I usually make it two and a half. Everybody have yourself a good week. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. I'm out of here. Everybody have yourself a good weekend. We'll catch you next week. Bye-bye.